Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, Golden Discs is certainly an outlier in the entertainment retail space. While many of its competitors have now ceased to operate, it seeks to remain at number one by innovating its experiential approach to retailing. Having just opened its first concept store, Pop, in Dundrum, Stephen Fitzgerald, the chief executive of Golden Discs, joins us now to tell us more about the exciting growth path which the business is on. Stephen, we'll be discussing the success of Golden Discs, its new concept store in Dundrum, and your future growth plans. But first, I'd like to get an insight into your own journey with Golden Discs. Hi, Carl. Great to be here. Yeah, I started working in Golden Discs all the way back in 2000. I had worked a number of summers and Christmases in the stores. And then around 2000, I became full-time working in the office and accounts. And I think then I moved on to operations and marketing and purchasing. And then eventually went on the board around 2007 and, and took over as managing director 2008. So when you took over as the managing director back in 2008, Stephen, what was your vision and strategic plan for the business from there? We had a lot of legacy leases that were at very high rents. They were upwardly only on renewal, which was a very, very difficult situation. And we tried to restructure the business. We tried to close some stores. Uh, we ended up having to put the company into an examinership um, in early 2009. And that turned out to be quite a successful process. We paid out a reasonably healthy dividend to our creditors. We removed, extricated ourselves from about five or six stores, as I recall. And uh, we continued to trade on and we, we saved uh, many jobs. And it was, it was a great, it was hailed at the time as a great success. Golden Discs itself dates back to 1962. And of course, the business has witnessed many transitionary phases since then. So with the advent of streaming services such as Spotify and others, have they made CDs redundant? And if so, how did the business adapt when that happened? Yeah, I mean, it's been something of a roller coaster ride uh, all those years ago, back in 62, obviously 60 years this year. And, and it's moved through a, a number of different formats from vinyl to cassette to CD and DVD, and now increasingly back to vinyl again. We, we've had a, a lot of competition and a lot of threats over those years with the big international stores, HMV, Virgin Megastore, etc. We had supermarkets and below cost selling. We had MP3s and piracy, a little American startup called Amazon. Yeah, very <laughs> contested space, very, very, uh, very, very challenging number of years. We are now the last music retailer left, so we have kind of a last man standing market position, which is uh, hugely beneficial, obviously. Um, CD, I, I, I wouldn't say, I think CD has plenty of life in it. Still, I mean, it, it performs well for us. We even had some modest growth in CD last year. But certainly when you talk about the hero product, it has to be vinyl, yeah. I often compare music stores to cinemas. So many times over the years have I heard that this is now the death knell of the music store or the cinema. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. I mean, the amount of times I've heard uh, this is going to put you out of business or that's going to put you out of business or... You know, uh, I've seen things come and go. I remember when Apple launched iTunes, everybody said, well, that's it. CD will be over. iTunes will kill it. And and now iTunes is, is kind of almost a thing of the past. People stream for convenience and then they're buying physical when they when they want something like vinyl. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've certainly been hearing that one a lot. Uh, also, 
what is the secret to it? I, I don't know that there's one thing. I think we've just been very light on our feet. We've been agile. We've been able to move very, very quickly. We have a great team of staff working at Golden Discs in right throughout the country. Very passionate people, very knowledgeable people. That's really stood to us. Um, but most importantly of all is our customer base. We've had very loyal and continue to have a very loyal customer base. Um, and, and they have shopped with Golden Discs over the decades and continue to. So without that, obviously, we, we wouldn't be talking here today. You mentioned that vinyl is the hero product currently. I recently read an article where it stated that vinyl records are now accounting for between 40 and 50% of Golden Discs' income. What is driving this growth in vinyl, and do you expect it to continue long-term? Yeah, that's an accurate number. I mean, three, maybe five years ago, there was a lot of opinion that vinyl might just be a fad and it's just a bit of a hipster thing and it'll, it'll, it'll come and go quite quickly, but... Uh, I think people like streaming services for their convenience. Uh, you know, it's a f- on your phone, in your pocket, and you have an access to a limitless amount of music. But when people find something that they like, that they really love, they want to own it. And we're finding that increasingly the, the, the favourite medium of ownership is vinyl. And how would you describe the clients that are buying vinyl? Are they a niche client that are buying many? Or are they a more mainstream client? It used to be, I guess, your stereotypical vinyl consumer was male around our age, so kind of middle-aged men. And that now has completely changed. It's, it's a really broad church of people. It's, it's, it's young, it's old, it's him, it's her, it's new, it's old. It really is very varied. Uh, the fastest growing demographic that we would see buying vinyl is actually... Uh, teens, so kind of 14, 15, 16. And in, and in that genre, it's actually predominantly girls over boys. So um, it's, it's quite interesting. And the traditional bricks and mortar store, which has been synonymous with your brand, has also now gone online. So how do they compare in terms of revenue? Yeah, we launched the, the online store in 2018 and then really kind of found its feet and, and scaled it up uh, in 2019. And then obviously we ran into the pandemic in 2020, 2021. We were closed for a third of each of those years and the online business really came into its own. Um, it was great that we were able to to engage with our consumers and that we were still able to bring them new products that was being delivered. Um, everybody were, was at home. So a lot of people were looking for uh, home entertainment, obviously, by definition. It was, it was, it was a good online business at the time to have and we were very fortunate that we'd had the year or two in advance to kind of iron out the creases and and, and have it ready and have it scaled up so it it was pre-covid maybe um our third or fourth from the bottom if it was a store uh, and we were grading them all and then literally over the course of the next 18 months, it's shot up to be our number one store. So that would be in terms of turnover now. It's, it's definitely our number one store now at the moment, ahead of Dundrum, which would be our flagship retail store. And Stephen, when you're looking at locating a new Golden Discs outlet across the country, do you have specific criteria that it needs to satisfy? Yeah, it's kind of finding the right balance you're looking for footfall and activity and population density so you know that there's a market, but equally trying to balance that with with property costs and, and, and rent costs. Um, and then equally the right 
type of unit, the shape of the unit. Um, is it in a good location in the town? Is is it in a right? Is it facing in the the right direction where it's going to pick up footfall? Does it have a big footprint on the street? Um, what other na- neighbours are around? Um, so there's lots of concerns. And how is the Wexford store performing when you compare it to other towns of the same size across the country? Wexford store is performing very well. It's, uh, we opened that back in 19 and it's, and it's been a star performer, really. Um, it's interesting because a lot of the stores tend to dip off in the summertime uh, and, and they're, they're really heavily weighted towards the Christmas period at the end of the year. But we notice in Wexford that we actually see that it's kind of counter-cyclical. And in the summertime, when other stores are quiet, we see we get a, quite a lift in Wexford. So I guess that's uh, unsurprising really for anyone living there. I do want to speak to you next about your new concept store in Dundrum that you opened only two weeks ago. So talk to us about the concept itself and what your hopes are for this new concept store called Pop. Yeah, so we've been selling a lot of uh, kind of what we call merch in most of our A and B stores over the last number of years. So these would be things like books, posters, T-shirts, things of that nature. And we're seeing demand has been increasing and we're getting anecdotally, we're being asked for a lot more things and we're being asked for collectibles and speciality products. So we thought the time was right to kind of dedicate a large space and to just really kind of immerse ourselves in this world. So we now have a 2,000-square-foot store within our large Dundrum flagship store, and we're doing everything from T-shirts and hoodies to bags, stationery, games, water bottles, figurines, collectibles. So these would be everything from, from the worlds of music, TV, and film. So Marvel, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter... Um, things like that, but also fast-growing kind of subgenres like manga and Pokemon. So it's kind of really everything in the world of pop culture, from music to film and game. A regular contributor to the programme here is Doug Stevens, the Retail Prophet. He always speaks about the emergence of experiential retailing, but one of the ways you've embraced it is through bringing bands into the stores. Talk to us about that. Yeah, that was a really important part of the business pre-COVID, and we, you know, we really missed it over the last couple of years. This is where we would get bands and artists into stores to both perform, but also to meet with their fans and interact with their fans and sign copies of new albums and books and things of that nature. So obviously we haven't been able to do that over the last number of years, but we have a really uh, busy schedule now for this year and are engaging with all of the record labels so that any opportunity to get an international, domestic or local artist into the larger stores, if someone's touring here in Dublin or any of the suburban and regional stores around the country as well. That's a big focus for us this year. And again, like you said, it's just ginking back into that experiential piece. What are the other challenges facing Golden Discs right now? And what needs to be done to overcome them? Yeah, I think we're seeing we're seeing a lot of upward pressure on costs across the board. Um, um, wage inflation, uh, property costs, energy costs, um, even material costs. So that's the big challenge for us now is just managing those costs, making sure that we keep them as low as we can so that we're not passing on um, additional higher costs to our consumers and to our customers. And Golden Discs is very much a family-run business and such businesses are the fabric of Irish enterprise. But talk to us about the dynamic of family businesses and why we gravitate towards them. 
Yeah, there's something in that, isn't there, with the, with Irish people. We do seem to uh, gravitate towards the Irish business and towards the family business. Um, I, I think that's a big part of how we are here today. And we, we had kind of sort of seen off a lot of our competition is that Irishness. And we certainly anecdotally hear that a lot from our customers that come in, that they, they like to shop Irish. Stephen, looking to the future over the next five years, what's in store for Golden Discs customers? Well, I think we're going to continue to see the growth in vinyl and they're going to, hopefully the labels are going to be able to sort out the supply issues so that we can meet that demand. We're going to continue rolling out our new pop format so we'll see more merchandise and more lifestyle products going into GD stores. We might even see some standalone pop stores and perhaps even a dedicated website just for merch. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Stephen Fitzgerald, the chief executive of Golden Discs, and we look forward to watching the brand as it continues to adapt to emerging trends in the entertainment industry. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.